Welcome to the Discover You Podcast with your host, James Hooper, spiritual and personal discovery author, speaker, teacher, and coach. James helps you find who you were created to be and guides you to the most fulfilling life you can experience. On this podcast, we'll guide you through discovering what energizes and motivates you, why you think the way you think, act the way you act, and react the way you react. We'll learn together how to grow through spiritual truths to become the best version of yourself possible. If you haven't yet, please subscribe so you won't miss an episode. Also, you can go to your favorite podcast platform and leave a review and rating. This will help others find us so they can begin their own growth journey. break away from the podcast for just a minute to thank the sponsor of this episode. Now, if you've ever wanted to start a podcast, or if you've already started one but find it hard to do, why don't you try Anchor.fm? That's what I'm using for this podcast. Anchor.fm is the easiest, most flexible way to publish a podcast on the market. You can record, edit, add music, or anything else directly from your phone. That's what I'm doing for this ad. I'm recording it from my phone. You can record it from a tablet or your desktop. Best of all, it's free. Totally free. So, if you ever wanted to start a podcast and all the distribution's handled by Anchor, everything's handled by Anchor, just try anchor.fm and you'll become a raving fan like I am. And I want to thank them for sponsoring this episode. Now, back into the episode. Colossians chapter 3, Colossians chapter 3, and I'm actually going to read from the King James. I hardly ever read from the King James because I do my study in the New Living Translation, but I'll read um, another version here in a second. But Colossians chapter 3, I was reading this in my daily time. I read the Bible through in a year, every year. And this is just part of it. I get up at 5 every morning, do my reading, do a devotional. We feed the dog, and then she goes back to bed, and I stay up and and study. But I was reading this, and all of a sudden this one verse just popped out at me. I don't don't know. I hope you've experienced that when you're reading the Word, that you're reading along, and you've read through this passage a jillion times, maybe not a jillion, but you've read through it, and all of a sudden, pow, it just pops right out at you, and you go, huh, that's cool. So uh, I did this in the New Living, but I went back and I'm going to read my reference in King James just so you can know how the both transla- translations. Starting in verse 8, <coughs> starting verse 8 through verse 11, it says, But now ye also put off all these, semicolon. So he's fixing to make a list of things that you need to put off. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, Filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not to one another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds. So apparently all those things he just listed are associated with the old man. Yeah, yeah. Okay? So he says, put those off because you have put off the old man with his deeds, with the things that the old man does. Verse 10 says, and have put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, 
circumcision nor uncircumcision. So he's talking about the new man, being in the new man, okay? This is what being in the new man is. There's neither Greek nor Jew. In other words, it's not us and them. There's no circumcision or uncircumcision. There's no, we're, we, are, we are all children of God. Some of us have not come back into relationship with Him, and that's our job is to help them find God and come back into relationship with Him. But people are not, you don't look down on people because they're not born again. You don't say, you know, those lousy sinners. Well, they're doing their job when they're sinning. That's what they do because their mind is not right. So... We renew our mind, remember? So anyway, uh, so there's not Jew, Jew, Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian. Now see, I, I like to check out all the words. So this word barbarian here is used by the Greeks for any foreigner ignorant of the Greek language. Oh, I could meddle right now so deep. Man, oh man. Stay away from it. Just let that sink in, okay? Anybody ignorant of your language... Mm. They're still children of God. Scythian. Scythian is rude or rough, bond nor free. And I added nor Republican nor Democrat. <laughs> but listen to this. But Christ is all and in all. Christ values everyone. Yes, he does. So verse number 10, I'm going to read that in the New Living Translation. This is where I'm taking my text from. Verse 10 in the New Living Translation says, Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your Creator and become like Him. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your Creator and become like Him. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for your revelation, God, that you have given us. Thank you, Lord, that you've given us your word so that we can learn and know your nature and know who you are, God. I pray, Lord, that the word that you've given me, Lord, will be prosperous, Lord, that it'll come back on every wave. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you have ordained this time for us to be together, for me to be here, for them to be here at this time. Lord, because you knew who was going to be here, you knew who would need to hear this, God. And so we just speak it, we just release it in the name of Jesus and put it into your hands in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 I'm entitling my message called Understanding Your New Nature. Understanding Your New Nature. I don't think we fully understand the new nature that we have been given. When we were born again, when Christ changed our lives, when took this heart of stone out and put a heart of flesh in, we, we have a brand new nature. So we're learning to know Him. We've got to learn to know our Creator so that we can understand our new nature. See, our new nature was our old nature before the fall. See, the old, old nature, we'll say old, old nature, because see, there's an old nature, which is the one we just came out of, but there's the old, old nature that Adam had, that we have that same nature that he does, except now that we have the resurrected power of the Holy Spirit living inside of us. See, Adam participated in creation with God. Yeah, yeah. 
He was made on the sixth day, but he didn't. His his job started as soon as soon as he came to life. His job started. God says, "I'm gonna pass all the creatures before you. You're gonna name them." And he could see into their nature, and he named them according to their nature. He had this perceptive ability that was built into him. We have that same nature, except it's better. I don't know about you guys, my father was always bivocational. He was a pastor, but he also did auto upholstery. But he specialized in 55 through 57 Thunderbirds. So we always had classic cars, and they would come in, and they'd be some of the rattiest old, rustiest old things you'd ever seen with rat nests in them. They'd bring them out of the fields. They'd bring all the stuff in, and he would take those things, and the interior, he would go in, and he would take the frame, even if it's just a frame for the seat, he'd take that frame, and he would put new springs in it, put the new cotton on the felting on there, put new covers on them. He'd come back in. He'd fix everything. However, he always made it look better than when it came off the showroom floor. See, that's called restoration. That's God's way of restoration. See, God restored you back to the way you were supposed to be. But see, He doesn't just put things back the way they were. God always goes too far. If you don't believe me, you go to North Carolina and look at some of those mountains up in there and say... That's a little extreme. You go to Colorado and you see those mountains and you say, that was a little much. You go up the Grand Canyon and think, did you, did you, you could have stopped at some point digging, you know. God just goes a little too far. He's, a, he's a exceedingly abundantly above God. Oh, I like that. I like that. I like being part of a family where your daddy's too good to you. Amen. So, he has, he's restored us to our old, old nature, but it's better. See, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul is writing, he says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And again, if you look at that new creature, the original says that it's a new species of being, something that has never existed before. It's a new being. So you, if you are in Christ, you are a new being, something that's never existed before. And so you have a new nature. See, we need to learn to live according to our new nature by being renewed. Because, see, we still use our old way of thinking to rationalize things when we've got a new nature. Because we're used to the old thinking. We're used to those ways of thinking. We're used to the ways of looking at things. But see, God says, you've got a new nature. I've changed your heart. I've changed you. I've restored you. I've brought you back to me. But now you're going to go through this process where you have to change the way you think and act and look at things. See, we are renewed by learning to know God. Our, Our theme scripture says... You're renewed as you learn to know your Creator. We learn to know God. So let's look at some things about God. God is a loving Father. So if you didn't have a loving Father, I did growing up, but if you did not have the privilege of having a loving Father, you have to learn to know God as a loving Father. The, The song a while ago said it that God is good, but I like to say this. God is good, and He's in a good mood. 
God's not some cranky guy that his rheumatism is messing with him, that he's just up there waiting, he's coughing and stuff, waiting for you to just messing with you. You're messing up again. You're just messing up again, you know, slapping you around. That's not my God. My God is a loving Father, and He is so enamored with me. He is so enamored with you that you are the only thing He looks at. That's right. Yeah, yeah. How does he look at only you and me at the same time? I don't know he's God. But it says he, you are the apple of God's eye. The apple of God's eye. To be the apple, you have to be the focus of somebody's gaze when you're the apple of their eye. They're the only one you're looking at. So we know him as a, have to know him as a loving father. We have to know him as a generous provider. Yeah. We have to understand that he is a generous provider. He wants to bless us. He wants to do good for us. He wants us to be blessed. Jesus said the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I am come that you might have life. And he didn't stop there, but have that more abundantly. Yeah. Yeah. He is a compassionate Companion, The scripture says that we don't have a high priest that can't be touched with the feelings of our infirmity, but he was tempted in all points as we are yet without sin. Yeah. We can't say, this is something Jesus didn't know. He can't help me with because he ain't been there. Jesus was tempted in all points as we are. Maybe not the same exact situation, but the same temptation. Yeah. So I'm trying to get you to understand something. One of the reasons I wrote this book is because I think the biggest problem, the biggest issue in Christianity today is identity, is that we do not know who we are. No, we don't really know who we are. We know we're Christians. We know we can put that name on our, on our, our you know, say I'm so-and-so and I'm a, I'm a born-again Christian. Well, that's good, but do you know what that means? Do you understand what that means? He is a faithful friend. Jesus says, I'm, there's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. I'll be with you even to the ends of the age. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. See, some people become Christian without walking as a new creation. They think they've only been saved from hell, and that's it. I'm here to tell you that God is not that myopic. God is not that one. He, he don't just look at that one thing. I'm just going to save him from hell, and that's it. Because, see, if God saved you to go to heaven, He would have saved you and killed you all at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense, right? If your only purpose for getting saved is to go to heaven, yeah. then save them, kill them, there. They can't mess it up. But there is specific purpose for you being here at this time. You were not born at the wrong time. There are so many people saying, oh, I was born in the wrong time. I should have been born in the pioneer days. I should have been born in the old west days. Just because you like gun smoke don't mean you need to be born in the old west days because you'd be dead. So we have a purpose and we have a reason to be here. And that is... We understand because if we understand our new nature, we understand what the potential that we have. So let's look at it says the scripture said to learn renewed as you learn to know your creator. So let's look at creation. See, I'm going to go to Genesis now. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. This is the creation of man. This is the amplified classic version. 
Y'all know that the Amplified Version is the woman's Bible, right? It's got more words than all the rest of the other Bibles. Just it, it, Everything's more detailed. It's good, though. It helps you understand it, though. Verse 26 says, God said, Let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, make mankind in our image and after our likeness. And let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea. The fishermen said, Yes. The birds of the air... The dove hunters say yes. The tame beasts and over all the earth and over everything that creeps upon the earth. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit said, let us, let us make man in our image. That word image is selem in the Greek, sel, I mean the Hebrew. Selem. It means to shade or a phantom, a resemblance, a representative figure, especially like an idol or image. So if you, God says, let's make someone that looks like us. Now, I'm not saying that God looks like, I mean, has this specific face. I'm saying we look, we're in the image of God. And then they said, and after our likeness. So we don't just look like God, but we are like God. Yeah. Interesting side note. The enemy hates you because you get to be who he tried to be. That's right. Because he said, I will ascend to my throne up and I'll be like the Most High God. And he got kicked out of heaven for that. Yep. But then when God created us, he said, we're going to make somebody like us. That's right. And the enemy's going, what? I got in trouble for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then he made us in his likeness. And that word likeness comes from a root word, dama, D-A-M-A, to be like or to resemble, to liken or compare, to imagine and think. To make oneself like. So we have the ability, as of creation, we have the ability, we have the we look like God and we can think like God. Uh-oh, somebody done said he's blaspheming now. Oh, I'm fishing to blaspheme more, y'all. Watch out. I'm finna teach you something and it's gonna knock your socks off. Everybody hold on to your socks. God said, Father. Son, Holy Spirit, let us make man somebody that looks like us and somebody that can think like us. So the more you know God, the more you will know your value on this earth. Hebrews chapter 11, I love Hebrews chapter 11, it's called the Hall of Faith, but there's so many things in there that you, that, not just that, but it says, by faith we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. This is where you get the whole thing that, that Abraham spoke things that are not as though they were. Yeah. See, I contend you have access to things that you can't see because we're in God's image and after His likeness. God made the universe, made what you can see by what you can't see. I contend those things are the things that God dreamed for you 
when he imagined you. See, he says, before you were formed, I knew you. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. Thank you for listening to the Discover You podcast with your host, James Hooper. This podcast exists to help you grow both spiritually and personally. If you enjoyed it and think others could benefit from the content provided, please go to your favorite podcast platform and leave a review and rating. This will help others find us more easily. Also, if you haven't already, subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thank you for joining us for the Discover You podcast.